Bokar Tov. We begin today the Parashat Pinachas. However, before we do the parasha, we need to go back to the Maftir from the previous week because our parasha is a response to the Maftir. We discussed the Maftir quickly on Sunday and it was B'nai Israel's falling for the trap of the Benot Midian. Uh, this is actually very problematic because we're in the 40th year now. We're literally about to enter Eretz Israel. This is after we've conquered Sichon and Og and the miracles of conquering and settling the land have just begun. And B'nai Israel, they fall for this trap with the Benot Midian, with the daughters of Midian. And they, in this sin, the sexual <coughs> sin of being with the women of Midian and the Abu Dazara go hand in hand. It's almost like they, they brought them in with the sexual temptation and then they caused them because of that to then do the Abu Dazara. So it's a big problem, but it's in a way a necessary sin because B'nai Israel need to know what the dangers are of going into Eretz Israel and being surrounded by the Canaanite people. This is going to be the same exact problem they have if they fail to settle the land like they fail to do in the book of Shofetim. Okay? So, so let's read the, read the, the Tzukim inside. Chapter 25, Pasuk 1. And the Jewish and Israel settled in Shittim. And the, the, the nation began to um, sin with the daughters of Moab. <coughs> now, it seems like in the Pasukim, by the way, Moab and Midian are going to be used interchangeably. Um, seems to be happening a lot in Parshat Balak and Pinachas, okay? So Moab and Midian, let's just treat them as the same thing. And I'm in the Maftir of Balak. Not before the Maftir, it's the last part, chapter 25. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. The last part. Last part of So they called the Jewish people to the sacrifices to their gods. And the people ate of those sacrifices. And they bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined itself, attached itself to the Abu Dazara of Baal Peor. And God got very angry at Israel. So now follow very closely what God tells Moshe to do and then what occurs, okay? God says to Moshe, Take the leaders of the people hang them. And you should hang them According to the Midrash This is referring to You should stone them and then hang them Because anytime you have a stoning have you, have, you, you hang the body also for the day Okay So take the leaders of the people And hang them to, For God before the sun And God's anger will will recede from Israel. So it's very, um, basically God is telling him to kill the leaders, obviously the leaders who are involved in the sin. Now from here we see that the leaders are involved in the sin, right? At least some of the leaders are, because yes. it's called Rashi'a Ha'am. I Meaning you're not going to hang everybody, but you're going to hang the representatives of the yes. people for their behavior, and then that will stop God's anger. Now in the meantime, the it example. seems like God's anger has already begun in the form of a of a plague. plague. Okay, so while this is happening, God's plague has already begun. So Moshe said to the Shofetim, to the, to the judges of Israel, 
Each one of you should kill the people who are attached to Baal Peor. So again, Boreolam says to Moshe, kill the leaders. Stone and hang them. Stone them and hang them. And then Moshe goes to the leaders and tells them to kill so judges. to the judges who the probably same. are the leaders. Yes. Now what's happening is prob- probably it wasn't the top, top tier of leadership that was sinning. It was, let's say, one level down. One level down. So Moshe goes to the top, top tier of leadership mm-hmm. and he tells them, help me kill all those leaders that are one level down that are engaged in the sin. But then, the hine ish mi b'nei Israel ba. But then a man from Israel came by akrev elechav et midyanit, and he brought to his brethren, meaning in front of Am Israel, the Midianite woman that he was with. To the eyes of Moshe and to the eyes of all of Bnei Israel. And now they are, meaning Moshe and all of Bnei Israel, are crying at the <coughs> tent of meeting. Yes. Now what's the problem here? The problem is that it seems like this man who is bringing this Midianite woman is... is very high level. Very, very high level. Very, very, high, very level. high level. So the person that Moshe was, he may have even been a shofet, this guy. So the person that Moshe Had so much was, was hoping would help him kill the leaders of Israel the actually, is the one who's actually sinning. So he's like one level example. up. So now, what is Moshe supposed to do? So, so the rot has gotten so high up that, he's, he's dangerous. that it's, it's, now Moshe doesn't know what to do. Because he was relying on the leadership to, to kill the people that are bad. We'll see. He he, he <laughs> takes her. He, he brings her in front of everybody, and he walks her into his tent in order to. Okay. and then, Pinehas ben Elazar ben Aaron a Kohen. All of a sudden, Pinehas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, the Kohen, he saw this. And while everybody is fretting, and everybody is scared, and they're immobilized and paralyzed, he gets up and he takes the spear in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the chamber. And he stabbed both, both of them. Together. The man of Israel and the woman in her belly. And then the plague stopped from the children of Israel and the dead people in the Magifa were 24,000 this is the biggest this is the biggest plague we had in all of the time in the desert okay no it didn't slice but is this, it really is went this, in is this B'nai Israel's first interaction with the other people from the time they left Mitzrayim you know it's a very Amalek wow, wow, wow we had we had two so far we had Amalek those were those were battles, battles and wars. What I'm saying is that they fell into the trap because they actually kind of were trying to coexist or yes, live that's, with other people. Yes, that's, that's the point. Now, now we're going to that's go why, now, that's why we're going to now we're going to go and that's why this is a, a sign of things to come. That's why this is the failure that happens to Bnei Israel as they're entering the land of Israel because this is the this is going to be the challenge. Is this exact thing? This is the challenge. Having trouble coexisting, having trouble coexisting with the going, and not because not because we're not peaceful. It's because we are 
going to give in were drawn to their ways exactly and that's now, why now what so happened here? so there are, are not supposed so there are two opinions on i'm going to give you a few very interesting tidbits on the story khidushim on the story um there are two opinions on how the daughters of midian and the daughters of moab decided to go after bene israel the first opinion is a famous one which says that it was Bil'am who told, who told them. And that's actually maybe the Peshat, because it says that in, in the next half of the parasha, in, in, in the beginning of Pinachas, that these are the women who sinned with Bnei Israel, al-divar Bil'am, by the word of Bil'am, or in the matter of Bil'am. Bil'am advised them that this is... So according this to the Midrash, now, now yes. there are various ways to interpret that pasuk, that pasuk, but the Midrashim say that Bil'am advised them that this is the way to get Bnei Israel. Because when Bilam was trying to curse Bnei Israel, one of the things he said about Bnei Israel is that uh, they have no sin. Uh, there is no sin in Yaakov. So, so you can't. Now, what he did realize, though, is that if there is sin in you Israel, can, you can. then you could hurt them. Okay. Now, that's one interpretation. To be honest, I don't even think that's a peshat. I think the peshat. I read it in the Ramban. The Ramban says it at the end of his commentary on this on this section. He says that Al-Divar Bilam doesn't mean that Bilam advised them. It means in the matter of Bilam, which means when Bilam was couldn't course, curse them course, and he decided to bless them, Balak and Moab and Midian, they realized that there's no way to hurt Israel. With a curse. So they came out to Israel in peace. With plan, no plan B, yes. Plan Plan B was let's just make friends them, with them. them. If you can't beat them, join them. Now they did not have bad intention. According to the second interpretation, did not have bad intention? they didn't have bad intention of causing Israel to sin and then getting them. All they wanted to do is to make peace with Israel because they knew they couldn't win because Bilam told them they couldn't win. And once they made peace with Israel, that that's why this happened. But, because, but, but on the other way, Rabbi, Israel this, lowered its guard, and then but, this but, but, this but, but, happened. On the other way. This Minyana, they, they brought on a silver plate all these women and pushed them to and have like sexual the uh, relations. Uh, right, but, but that's part of having maybe, peace maybe with Israel. They, they come out in peace saying, oh yeah, we're friends with you, don't, don't hurt us. Here, look at how beautiful our women are, this and that. And then Benazir, oh wow, they're, they're so the nice to us. Uh, Yaakov and Shechem. They're trying to say like, should marry our daughters and we should yeah, marry our Yeah, well, that's, that's That's like typified Meaning, in that story It was our first glimpse of the potential For assimilation And then uh, Shimon and Levi were and not the result of and, and, and now we see What happens if we actually go forward with it But these women were pushing them To, to bow so, down for, to the To the, right. to the, to the Baal Peor Right, so so that's you like the before, first interpretation more. Before. Now the, there is a lot of many of the it's it's split. There's Ramban brings both opinions. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting discussion whether it was premeditated or whether it was just a result of we're scared of Israel, so let's just go make peace with them and by luck. By, by luck, it happened. It was it was actual assimilation. Now now here's an interesting thing, very interesting thing that I read last night. I also read it last year, but it just it hit me again how interesting it is. Why was Moshe? So paralyzed in this story. Oh, this is so. This is fascinating. You're gonna like this one, I think. No, wait for it. Wait. I cannot understand. Okay, you will understand. It's a crazy answer. Who was the woman that this man took? He took a the the princess. The princess. The daughter. From which thing? Moab or Midian? Midian. 
Midian. The first, it says they started sinning with Benot Moav. Moav. No, and then from the and then daughter, yes, he sees the granddaughter he of. He sees Binei uh, Midianit. The man brought a Midianit. His wife is. His wife is. Moshe says, "Hold on, I just told all of Bnei Israel <laughs> to stop assimilating with the Midianites, <laughs> but my wife is Midianite, is Midianite yes. already. Yes. So how am I supposed to go and kill this guy when people are going to look at me and say I'm a hypocrite? So Moshe had to keep himself out of it." And that's why Pinachas had to get up and he had to be the one to stop it. Because Pinachas had no, had no dog in the fight. You know? Wow. Really interesting chidush. I read it in Rabbi Sachs' uh, essay yesterday. That means he... If you take it on a different... Now, it, doesn't, it has nothing to do... Meaning Moshe didn't do anything wrong. No, no, but, but all Moshe realized is that if I'm the one to execute justice in this case, people are going to look at me and they're going to say, you're a hypocrite. So he said, what am I, I, I have to stay, stay out of this one. That's why he stayed quiet. But then Pinachas, luckily we had Pinachas who was, you know, zealous enough to say, okay, I, I, like I need to stop. It's like when you go to court and the judge says, you know, I cannot uh, discuss this, I know this man is my friend or whatever. I'm yes. Somehow. Right. I, I think that's more I, the pressure. Right, exactly. You, it's called, uh, what's it, recu- recu- recuse yourself. Right? Yeah. So in a sense, Moshe, Moshe recused himself, like yeah, Jeff this is, this is This is a family <laughs> of my wife. How can I go and uh, judge them? Right, right. Um, now, last thing. In the next, in next week's parasha, you know, let's, let's start the psukim of next week's parasha because there are so many interesting <laughs> things to discuss. This, this parasha is very long, Rabbi. This, this is Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday we're going to have a long yeah, Sunday. This 4th of July Sunday. Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, chapter 25. By the Bera Adonai Moshe Lemor, Parashat Pinechas. God spoke to Moshe saying, Pinechas ben Elazar ben Aaron Kohen, Pinechas son of Elazar, son of Aaron Kohen, Heshivet Hamati me'al bene Israel, bekan o et kin ati betocham. He relieved my anger from Bnei Israel <coughs> when he acted my vengeance amongst them. I did not destroy Bnei Israel in my anger. Meaning, if Pinchas didn't get up, that, that 24,000 people would have become, it would have become 600, 600, 600, it would have been everybody, right? Therefore, say, or I guess say to him or announce that I'm giving him the covenant of peace. Wow. And to him and his descendants after him will be Brit Kehunat Olam, will be the covenant of Kehuna forever. Because he was zealous for his God by Chaper al Bene Israel and he brought Kapara for Bene Israel. The name of the man of Israel who was struck, Asher Huka et who was struck with the Midianite. Was Zimri ben Salu Nesivet Av Lashimoni? He was Zimri ben Salu, who was a Nasi of the Shimoni people of Shimon. Is Shimoni a little bit? Shimon is always a little, a little bit difficult. Shimon is a little bit difficult. It's interesting here that the tribe of Levi is fighting against the brother that they were together when they were at the. They stopped the first bout of assimilation. They stopped the first bout of assimilation. Now this time Shimon is the one who gives into the assimilation, but Levi is the one who solves it. So Levi, who was once brothers Together, with Shimon in, 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 in the, the negative thing, now Levi is now... Levi is doing Teshuvah, yeah. B'Shem Aisha HaMukam Midyanit. It's that bad. What, what, what? The thing is that it seems that all of our bouts of assimilation somehow end with like large-scale slaughter, no? Well, this is the first one. Oh, yeah, this Shimon is the first. Also. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Is a point. Very interesting. Right, yeah. This story, could de- this story could definitely be compared to Shimon and Levi and Bereshit. Should we make a board on how to stop assimilation? <laughs> Just, oh, kill in this <laughs> oh, Just kill everyone. Just kill everyone. Okay. 
The woman who was struck, the Midianite woman, was Kozbi, daughter of Tzur, Rosh Umot Bet Av Midian Hu. And he was a, a leader of the house of in Midian. So this man was a respected man. And the Chachamim say from here, look how low the leaders, leaders of the Goim are that they'll take their daughters and offer them up like this for the sake, just for the sake of winning a, winning a political battle. Now, there are two things that are promised to Pinechas. One, he's given the Berit of Shalom. What an honor. And two, he's given Berit Kehunat Olam. That means all the Queen Gadots come from him. Now, why, why is Pinechas given the covenant of Kehuna, first of all? What, is, what does this have to do with Kehuna? What does him stopping uh, Zimri have to do with Kehuna? So, simple interpretation is that what was whenever B'nai Israel after the story of Korach when they start complaining that Moshe you guys killed all of the, the people of God all of a sudden a plague came out and who did and who had to do Aaron had to run with the Ketoret right away exactly Aaron had to run with the Ketoret he ran to the people with the Ketoret <coughs> Thereby stopping to sh- the plague. To show the people that he's not... Uh, Thereby stop... Right, but... is not only headache. Right, to show exactly that the Ketorah is not only headache, but that, that stopped the plague. In fact, he used there the word kapara. Yes. He brought kapara for the people, and he stopped yeah. the plague. So it seems like the job of a Kohen is to bring kapara for the people right. in any form in order to stop bad things from befalling B'nai Israel. So, so here, here, First it was Aharon... And the next one to do it is Pinechas himself. Now, what's interesting about Kapara is that while typically the job of the Kohen is to bring Kapara in the form of service in the Mikdash, the Kohen has to have the ability to see beyond that and sometimes see as not in the role of purely just the Kohen, but also in the role of leader, see how else Kapara can be brought upon Israel. And because Pinechas had the foresight to see that here, Kapara is not... There's no kapara right now through a machta. There's no kapara through ketoret. Kapara here right now is through decisive action. He earned himself the job of Kohen because he brought that kapara. Once he learns that it's his job to help Bnei Israel get forgiveness for their sins, now he can be destined as a Kohen. Wow. Okay? The other thing is Briti Shalom. What about peace? Why does he have the, the Brit of peace? Because Rabbi Sachs has a very interesting article on this as well. And he says, because when it comes to the way he behaved, it's actually quite dangerous. Like we see with his, you know, the, the, uh, his protege, Eliyahu Anavi, who was also a very, very zealous man. The problem with being extremely zealous is that you are basically acting the will of God. You're taking God's will into your own hands. I think instead of waking up the people and changing their ways, they could have just turned against them and also turned into a mayhem, no? Yes, for sure. But, but, um, but what, yeah, but, and the Ashmi Darshim that say that, by the way, that, that people got upset at him and it was Shalom, that he was protected from the, the people that were like, complaining in Bnei Israel. But Eliyahu, when he brought, when he was constantly bringing vengeance for Bnei Israel, if you remember the Haftarah, Hashem tells him, Hashem comes to him and says, it's not in the fire, it's not in the wind, it's in no. the small voice, the calm. And then he turns back to Hashem and he says, yeah, but B'nai Israel are sinning, they're not keeping your way. And then Hashem says, okay, next. That's it, you're out. You're out. You're meaning, yeah. meaning, 
you for have to do it with the peaceful while there are times when you could use zealotry and intensity to stop very, very, very bad things from happening. Overall, you shouldn't be the kind of person who's looking to pick a fight with Bnei Israel. Especially the Kohen. You should be looking to defend Bnei Israel to Borei Olam. So Eliyahu Anavi, in his zealotry of his passion for the word of God, he was judging Bnei Israel poorly. Yes. And Borei Olam is giving Pinechas, the blessing of peace, to say that he should not have to act like this again. Meaning this is not the way a person should act. The vengeance the form wants, it might not work again. Let's exactly, Let's exactly. Hey, In fact, easy. now the halakha, the halakha, the halakha says this explicitly. Judge, the halakha says this is halakha ve'en morin ken about this specific action. Mm-hmm. That this is a halakha that you're not supposed to teach. Now, why is that? Uh, we shouldn't kill people. Because because it's very while he did the right thing, it's almost it's very rare that you will have a circumstance in which you should behave like this. So keep this behavior to a minimum. You know, if you want to, and, and you should not have this mentality that I have to get Bnei Israel and, and kill them for their doing the wrong. That's Borei Olam's job. Your job is to do what Moshe always does, to defend Bnei Israel. You know? Pray for mercy. Pray for mercy. Exactly. Instead of killing them, put on them. Right? Now, this is, this is actually a very important thing for, for kids who like, come back from Israel. Right? They come very, very excited over Yadu, and they start seeing everybody's flaws. Oh, the community is this, community is that. Now, it's nice. It's nice that the kids have that much passion. But the job isn't to find the flaws in Bnei Israel. It's to look at Bnei Israel and defend them. Say, wow, look at how good Bnei Israel, look how good the community is. And then maybe I could stand out in my my still small voice of calm. I could be an example and help people see the light of the Torah instead of getting angry at them for not seeing it. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen.